0: Dallas Soccer Show. I'm Dustin Nation. And this week we're going to be talking about FC Dallas's crazy comeback in Montreal and talking a little bit about the fan reactions to going down 3 0 the whole situation FC Dallas finds himself this season. Joining me from his soccer bunker where the Grande Communications has had to install a third line for soccer streaming is Armand Kafai. How's it going, Armand?
1: It's going good. I, I think I watched too much MLS this weekend. And I'm gonna do it again, this weekend. So, I'm good. I mean, I I don't think I could be. I mean, what's not to love about life when you can just, you know, I guess I guess in my case, go to school and watch MLS. Is that a, is that a bad thing? I don't know.
0: I I'm well. It depends on which games you're watching, I guess. But let's uh, talk a little bit about FC Dallas's game in. Montreal. It was kind of a little bit of a, we'll just call it a, a tale of two halves. Literally, uh, the the pre Cobra half and the post Cobra half. It, it was what we're going to be calling them. The pre Cobra half featured a two nil Montreal lead through mistakes by uncharacteristic mistake by Matt Hedges, another mistake by Jesus Ferrer right before the end of the half, and then FC Dallas found themselves three nil down. Right after the beginning of the second half. But they were able to claw their way back through goals from Zdenek Andresik and a penalty kick from Reto Ziegler, and then a last minute, last ditch corner kick header, a corner kick with a header by Ryan Hollingshead to secure a one point escape from Montreal. Armand. What did you think about that first half?
1: It was one of the worst football I've ever seen at FC Dallas play this season. Uninspired, boring, no urgency, dumb mistakes in the back. It was a really bad first half, Dustin. And you know what? I think we're going to touch upon this a little bit later. But the fan reactions that first half, I think was completely warranted. It looked like this team was dead in the water. No fire, nothing. They they looked like they had no energy, no... Well, uh, what, half my Twitter timeline was like, oh, this team has running out of gas. Uh, Dustin thought they were running out of gas. Uh, overall, it was a very poor performance. I think... I'm, I'll am i say it, it's up there. It's one of the worst performances I've seen FC Dallas play in 2019. I, I think, if not the worst performance. And they've had really bad performances, right? But this one, man, it, it was just different. It was just it looked dead.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's their third goal, third game in like a week. And we always talk about or we've been talking like is there, is fatigue going to play a factor? Lucci came in before the game and said, "Oh no, everybody's fine. Paxton's fine. You know, everybody's good to go as far as I'm concerned." But then you watch that half and if they're not physically, they they looked very physically fatigued and they also look mentally fatigued. And I don't know whether that's because of all the travel they had to do this week or what, uh, but they, I mean, that miss that, that clearance miss by hedges, you just don't see that. It's just, it's just very odd and nothing was clicking. And I think you're right. The, 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 I guess angry response by the fans was totally warranted that half. Uh, It just it looked like there was no fire, no drive, and I feel kind of like we we say that too often with this team right now. And I was just prepared for like a the whole game to be that way. I don't know. It's just it's really hard to put in words for me the frustration that you felt watching that first half because part of me, I guess, feels for Lucci in that situation because he's looking at these, these players who so most of them have never played an entire season, the young guys, and they're just getting hammered week in week out. And it's the gruels of the season It's summertime. It's hot. It's they're traveling. And the, the players that they bring in to like bolster those guys and give them good examples. Just like, I, I don't know how mentally tough they are. I don't know how, good of an example they are in the like on the field and with the professional aspect of everything. It just everything looked off everything.
1: No, you're right, Dustin. And the thing that, yeah, I think people have to realize is that look, part of my tweet this out and got a little backlash for it, but I don't really care. I'll say it again. Part of playing your kids is look, these guys have played maybe 200, 300, 400 minutes total. The youngsters of professional football. Let's think about that logically here. 400 minutes of professional football between those, like maybe eight home runs, something like that. They're going to get fatigued. They're going to get tired. It's going to add up. The wear and tear of a season is going to add up. But the question is, does Lucci have any other option with playoffs so close? Does he have any other option to say, hey, look, let's, you know, let's uh, maybe we can give Pax another game off somewhere here. Can we? put the team looks does not look good without with without Paxton. We all know this. We've all talked about it. So he needs to play. He's a little bit. You can see he's a little tired. Look, man, he's played the U twenty World Cup. They had to already rest him for load management once. They might have to do it again at some point. I don't know. You look at you know another player on the roster, Jesus Ferreira for example. They need him. They need him. They need all these homegrown guys. So what does that say? The other uh, what does that say? Play your kids, going to have a little bit of a, of a, of a process. It's going to be a little bit of a, a, a learning curve. And that's not saying they suck. No, they're easily the best players on the pitch at times. It's saying their bodies are going to have to get used to this. They're going to have to get used to the, the long, uh, lump of the season. And it means sometimes the veterans have to step up. If you want play your kids, they're not going to be... 90 minutes week in and week out. That's unreasonable. Let's be honest. That's very unreasonable to expect them to point their peak 90 minutes week in and week out. They haven't played. It's their first professional season. Let's be reasonable. But it means the veterans have to step up. And if Lucci has to rely on homegrowns, that means something is wrong with those veterans. Something is wrong. They, they can't, you can't give them a rest here. In And look, some people are like, oh, why didn't he rotate the squad? Come on, man. They're in a playoff dogfight right now. They don't have time for that kind of stuff. They need to get all the points. Available. They need to play their best players week in and week out. Plus, they have an extended, what, eight-day break before they play Houston? Because, um, you know, they played Saturday and then they play Sunday. Come on. put his best players in week in and week out. And if it's the homegrowns, it's going to be the homegrowns. But, yeah, they looked very uninspired. And it looked, they lacked urgency. But what does that say? Uh, Dustin, in my opinion... What that says is the players around the homegrowns are already stepping up, so he's forced to choose the homegrowns. The homegrowns are a little bit on the tired side of things. So what does that mean? You're going to get a little bit of a tired performance from the players that are the key parts of your team. But then again, you look at the mistakes from Matt Hedges, a rock, one of the best center backs in MLS, and he does that. I think part of it is also due to travel. It's a -a five-and-a-half-hour flight from L.A. to Montreal. And they traveled from Dallas to L.A. and then went from there to Montreal. I think those kind of add up. I think we saw a reflection of that in the first half.
0: Right. However, the after going down 3-0, the Cobra-led comeback was on. It was about the first time we've seen him more longer than 20 minutes, 10 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. We got to see him for a whole half. And I've got some thoughts on on some hot takes, some hot takes. But I want to hear your thoughts on his performance overall compared to in, in juxtaposition with the the thoughts about how he practices and how good he is in practice.
1: I mean, it, it, it's difficult, right? Because he's he has the intensity in the fire. We see it. I think we all know that. We saw from the media, the memes, all that good stuff, you know? He has intense and fire, but sometimes the training's been lacking. And look, for what you for what you want, look at Cobra. He looks limited mobility wise, which is a little weird to me, right? And what Lucci wants from his forward, he wants him pressing, dropping deep. You know, if you're a little a little looking a little immobile. Something is wrong there, right? Like you need need to be a little, little bit more mobile. And but to Cobra's credit, what he provided in that second half, you can't you there is there is no reason to criticize him for that. Nothing. You can this is a performance where you sit down and you say, you know what, Cobra, you had a good game. You had a good game. He did help <laughs> defensively. And you know what? People are gonna look at his before his first goal, he had a couple of mistakes here or there. But after that goal, he kind of grew in confidence. He had that shot right after the goal. He had that knockdown to Barrios, which probably Barrios mm-hmm. should have done better. He had a couple of key defensive actions. Look, I mean, for as much as uh, crap, I think a lot of people have given Cobra. I mean, rightfully so at times. He's a TAM player. who has been limited for TAM price. He provided a lot. And we see the fire intensity. He has scored goals in training. And you know what? He has probably glimpses of what he can do in training, and he hasn't looked amazing, right? To you know, unseat a guy like a Baji or something like that. But Dustin, I mean, we're gonna get your thoughts on this. I just thought it was it obviously his best performance, but I thought it was a performance that encapsulated more than we have to stop looking at what he provided on the field in terms of like the small things, right? That goal boosted the confidence of the team. His yeah. performances layer boosted the confidence of his team. His post-game confidence, we all need to relax. We all need to relax. We'll be fine. We need to calm down. That's leadership. Does Dallas have a leadership, a guy like that, on the pitch? It's supposed to be a Reto Ziegler. I'm, I think we saw Ryan Hollings had bring the guys together in the huddle to talk about, you know, we need to step out for, I think, being down 3-0. I want to say it we, we cut to that. But we saw leadership and fire from a guy and I think it's what the team needed in that instance. Tactics go out the window when you're down 3-0. You need heart, you need grit, you need desire. And that's what and we saw that against Minnesota. We did. So you know what? I I I applaud Cobra for for what he did in that match. And I want to hear what you say because uh this is a uh, I think this has turned into a Cobra fanboy uh podcast. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, so here's my take. Cobra is exactly what this team needed. Um, and it's not what it is. It is the heart. It is the, the passion. It's all of that. Right. But for me, it's more than that. It is, it is. And, and, and the weird thing is, is it has nothing to do with his ability to score goals. What the re, the thing that Cobra brought to this team is directness and, Going 100% putting him putting himself in the box in a position to score because okay, let's take Baji. Great player. I like the guy. He said it himself. His his best play comes with his back to the goal. And what if you've got your back to the goal, that means that you're not looking at the goal and you're not yourself in a position to score a goal. You're finding players that are running into the box, putting themselves in in dangerous positions. And we don't have that right now. We have guys running to the edge of the box, trying to get past people on the sides, putting crosses in. And when you've got and, and the thing is, he doesn't go into the center. Like, look at the passing charts. No one is in the middle. No one's right there at the top of the box. And so what we find ourselves doing is just dipsy doodling around the box and no one's putting themselves in position to in a, in a dangerous position. And when they are, yes, they, they miss their chances, but you know, you get enough chances and you create enough chances, you'll get something. But what Cobra brought to this game, and I'm pointing at the monitor cause I'm kind of, I'm, I'm fired up here. <laughs> what he brought to this game was a desire to put himself into a position to be dangerous and to cause problems. And that is something this team has been lacking all season long. And I don't care if it's Cobra or Coman or Pepe, whoever it is, if if that play and that, that just doing that right there is, is what this team has lacked going forward this whole season. Yes, he scored a goal and yes, he almost set up Barrios. But if you also watch, the game back any ball that was close to his head, he was jumping as high as he possibly could to get it and try to like that, that passion, that heart put in a position where you're going to try to be dangerous. Like, come on. You're right. You're totally right. There's nothing to criticize about that, that performance. Can he do it again? I don't know. I I called for it. And I think I texted you and I talked to Jonathan right after we recorded the lineup prediction show, um, which you can catch on YouTube or on this, this pod feed um i texted you guys and i told you listen here's my hot take for not this game but the next one against houston and it's that cobra's going to start that game it seemed outlandish at the time but it's a derby 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 uh and but after this performance it doesn't seem so it doesn't seem so far fetched at all to me i i mean i think that th- this that game cries out for for Cobra to start up top. How about you, Armand?
1: I think it does too. And I actually was just pulling up uh, one of my articles because your comments about being direct really reminded me of when I asked Lucci, I basically asked him, actually I I, I straight up asked him, so do you want this team to play more direct? Because the way he was describing uh, offensively, you know, he was saying, uh, you know, I think you know when you have the ball, it's important they don't limit yourself to scoring when the opposition is organized and in low blocks because they get a lot of numbers forward. So it's important just because we want to dominate the ball, we lose the ability to score and hurt with open space and counters and transitions. In fact, some of our best goals have been when we have when we don't have the ball and we transition. Some of the best goals have been from winning the ball on a lower block and countering into open space. Essentially, let's play more direct. I asked him, "Do you want to play more direct?" And he didn't say the words direct, but the way he described the play, it was direct. He wants the team play a little bit more direct. And you're right, Cobra does provide that. And you're right, Cobra should start. Actually, I even will take it back. He shouldn't. It's not that he should start. He must start. You must reward someone after a performance like that. You have to. Look, I don't care if, oh, you know, he can't do this for this or whatever. I don't care. If he messed up before, if I meant sub him out. At least let's, he has to start. That's the most fan, that was a performance of grit and it provided dynamic that you're right, Dustin, the team hasn't had. Now give him the chance to build off of it. Give him the chance to build off that momentum and perform well. And see how a team does with a guy who can hold up and play more direct. If they want to skip lines, have Hedges find Cobra who can head it to Barrios or head it to whoever's on the wing at this point or head it to Paxton or win balls. This team needs something different offensively. They do.
0: Absolutely. And we, absolutely. look,
1: look, all, people can talk about all they want. They can talk about Cobra this, Cobra that. He provides something different, provide a spark, a boost that we haven't seen this team in a very long time. We haven't. And in a derby, in a match where you want intensity, in a match that should be one of your biggest games of the year, you want that guy in the field. I want Cobra out there defending. Who was it? Barrios getting in the face of the Montreal uh, players and saying, "Hey, look, you know what? Don't mess with them. I want Cobra there defending my guys. I want him there providing the example because you want to feed a guy like that. You want to play alongside a guy like that. And I think people just looked sometimes look too much into on the on the field stuff. Look, if it's a marginal difference between Cobra and like a Baji, go with Cobra. He provides something different."
0: And look, I mean, I believe they call those intangibles. Yeah,
1: intangibles. It's a locker room guy. You want to fight for a guy down in the field. He's a, I I hate to quote Lucci, but he's a warrior. He is. You want to fight for a guy down in the field. And he's earned that chance to start, Dustin. I think he has. I think he has to. Mm -hmm. Let him get that 45 minutes. And if it doesn't work this week, forget it. Boom. Honestly, forget it. But they need something. And I think, you at least guarantee him 45 minutes of playing time against the Dynamo at home where, you know, the intensity should be there. He just, he just provides something different. Let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that can happen? This team misses the playoffs off like a one-game loss? They missed the playoffs, so what? MLS Cup isn't the dream of it, of this team. It's the first year under Luchi Gonzalez. Why not try it? Why not see what happens? Why not see what you have? That's, that's I guess, the end of my inspired talk about why Cobra should start and that why, no, you know, I it's, it's just like, you know, like, just why not? Why not? And you know what? I, I feel like uh, so there's going to be some people who say, you know, he was terrible outside of that goal. He scored a goal, scored more than a lot of, a for, a lot of the FC forwards do, provided a spark, down 3 0 let him get the start let cobra start next week I want to see it
0: hashtag free the, co- free the snake free cobra
1: Yeah, free the cobra now, I want to see it
0: he, listen to you talking about that it reminds me of um, and this is going to I'm going to dip into my hockey references here uh, the Detroit Red Wings had a player for a long time uh, his name is Gordie Howe and you, you have you ever heard of a Gordie Howe hat trick it's like a goal an assist and a fight and I feel like that's what you're going to get out of Cobra every game well not every game okay that game you got that out of him but there's always a chance for a fight.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent, always so, a chance. You know, you don't want to mess with a Czech guy.
0: No, he, he'll he'll give you he'll make you a kolachi if you don't watch out.
1: I think that's <laughs> the most stereotypical like wrong thing you say about Czech guy. Hey, he made he he was on. The I don't thing think with he the... knew what that was. Actually, I don't
0: I, think so either. I actually, I, I actually know. I
1: don't. I actually, I'm actually pretty sure he didn't know what that was. Yeah, like, what is this? You know what? He does provide energy. I I see it. Like, I see. He's one of the guys who provides livelihood and energy.
0: Let's see it in the derby. Let's see it. That's exactly what you want in a derby. That's what you want in a derby. Let's see Mm -hmm. it. You want crunching tackles. You want uh, something that's going to get the fans up for it. Like, the fans, they're going to bring it. And you want to reward the fans for being there and, and, um, and and showing up for that and providing the passion. Speaking of fans and passion, we kind of saw it at the at the end of the LA game. We saw it at the beginning of the Montreal game, where the Twitter sphere, Facebook, everywhere just it's total meltdown. Um and there you know, there there's probably something to it. You know, the fans are getting real testy. Um Real, the, the, the fuse is short with the fans and I kind of want to spend a little time and talk a little bit about us. Well, so I'm a fan, you're a journalist, unbiased, right? So who better to kind of bounce some things off of, uh, than somebody who's unbiased. (laughs) Um, so I'm guilty of this first half tweeted that everything is terrible. Everything is, is, is bad world is ending, sky is falling. But then, you know, the second half happens. I don't think that the second half nullifies the concerns of the first half. However, I'm wondering, do you think that us as fans are being too reactionary to what we see on the field in front of our eyes right now? Or do you think that this that it, there are some merit to the unrest and unruliness of us as a fan base no there's some merit
1: there's some merit Uh, I don't think it's reactionary at all I mean especially I mean specifically in the case of the Montreal match team is down 3-0 playoffs are within striking distance you need results it's a completely fair reaction as a fan to sit there and be like look we need to get points we can't be down 3-0 to Montreal, who isn't even one of the better teams in the East. They're on the borderline of being out. They have a negative goal difference. They're, it's not like they're an amazing team. So, no, I understand that. I think they, it does have some merit. I, I think it, it it does because these problems are going to persist. So you're going to hear about these same things week in and week out because the problems are going to persist. Nothing can change. There's no transfer window. There's not anything. Maybe with the infusion of a guy, Cobra, since it's a Cobra fanboy pod, um, (laughs) maybe that could change things. But no, mainly they're going to stay the same. I think it does have some merit. Now, what does not have merit is Lucci out. What does not have merit is uh, all the, oh, Lucci is just not good as a coach, this or that. Look, man, look, I'm a fan of Lucci. I'll, I'll say that right now. I am a fan of him. I came, I think, on this pod and When we talked at the end of the year and said, "I would love to see him get hired as the head coach," I've I, I've said that on multiple occasions. I enjoy the style of football he wants. He wants a specific style of play. He wants to implement implement that in his team. I don't. And I see Lucci out. This is boring. This that Lucci boss sucks. All that. You know what? It sucks because he doesn't have the right players for it. It doesn't, have the right, it doesn't have the right players. He can't add anyone. Again, we talked about the fatigue of the homegrowns. There haven't been the right additions here or there. And you know what? I always bring up this example. I think I might have brought on this spot as well. But Man City, the first year in a Pep Guardiola, finished in fourth place. Fourth place in the Premier League. Look at Man City now. That was like two years ago. Think about that. Look at Man City now. One of the best teams in Europe by far. What did they do? Bring In Guardiola's guys, okay. They all spent a boatload of money, but still, <laughs> they bring it, they, they brought in Guardiola's guys. They had the buy, guys buy into the system, the, the certain players. Now, look, they're dominant the team. I'm not saying FC Dallas will be the man city of America, of MLS, no, but I do think that part is a little reactionary as a whole, right? It's easy to get frustrated, and it's easy to be frustrated at a team and lose sight of the big picture. It is, and I I completely sympathize with fans. It's difficult that you know you you won an MLS Cup, and it it doesn't look like you're going to get it this year. Doesn't look like you might get it even next year, but don't lose sight of what long, of what's going on long term, right? In terms of Lucci, you have a guy who has brilliant ideas who needs a full season who needs a full transfer window who needs an ownership to buy into that transfer, uh, that those transfer window requests as well and go on from there. Right. Cobra was brought in like before Lucci. Yeah, I think he was. I want to say Brian Acosta was brought in before Lucci. And now look, I mean, you could say the philosophy of a, you know, of a team should trump that of a coach. I used to coach have a little bit of input, right? Like a little bit of input. And, I I do believe it's it's warranted, Justin, but specifically for this season, not as a whole. Right? I think it but the thing is, I went on another pod, I'm sorry I cheated on you. And I uh What? And I said the <laughs> same thing. I completely sympathize with fans. I do. It's just there's there's certain things that you know that I think are a little short sighted. And I think one of them is the criticism of Lucci's System what He's just trying to do the best of what he has man Do you think He has 18 players yeah. That can start week in and week out
0: Nope
1: I bet he wishes he does And I bet You know Some things have to change And There's some great players On that team but There's some players That just Aren't players that You know Are good enough For Lucci's system So they don't fit
0: yeah. And there's There are players That will be Great players That aren't right, right now They're just not there Yeah exactly They're just not there yet I mean,
1: What do you think Dustin I mean as a fan I want to hear his perspective do you think fans are being too reactionary or is there a little merit going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm gonna probably pull the 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 get out of jail free card here. But I think there's there is merit, but I think that I mean I can see both sides here, right? Like I think I think the criticism of Lucci is unfair, but I think the criticism of the product we're seeing on the field is not unfair given that we are paying fans given that we want to see go there and be entertained this is it's an escape right we go there to 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 root for someone else root for the greater good bond with the guy next to you give him a high five and try not to spill beer on him and you know you want to be entertained you want to you want to see something great but when we watch the team right now you don't see that very often I mean Minnesota was the Minnesota game was fantastic it was a it was a gripping game the the Los Angeles game not so much the Montreal first half not so much and it, I think you've when you look at it that Montreal game in context with all the other things it's kind of an outlier there's there's like the same thing over and over again that we're seeing every week and that just speaks to what you were saying about whether or not the Lucci has the tools to be able to put the the product on the field that he wants to put on the field. So I talked to Tristan, um, who wasn't able to make it for the recording, uh, but he had a couple of things to say, and um, I'll try to do my best to to convey what he was telling me. But bottom line for him is the hunts aren't going anywhere. FC Dallas is huge in the community here the soccer community, at least Uh, the academy first philosophy is not going anywhere. Right. So that's the, that is the, I guess, environment we we live in as FC Dallas fans and we got to take it or leave it. But with that being said, right, we, we love the players. We love the coach, but it's the rest of the, the, the front office, the, the, the decisions being made behind the scenes that are always a little bit questionable. Right. And, you know, as fans, we, we want to show up, but we also want to show our disf- dissatisfaction. And he, Tristan was was saying, why don't we just take the ninth minute and boo the entire ninth minute in protest to say, Hey, we need a number nine. <laughs> right. I mean, that seems like a creative solution. Uh, but, and, and the other thing is, Tristan, and it kind of speaks to to you and your you and uh, I, I guess, and him too, is that he thinks that when tough when tough situations arrive and tough moments arrive on the field, that the media aren't asking enough of Lucci and not is really pushing him for answers. I don't know. I mean. I'm not certain I agree with Tristan on that. I feel like every question I've had about the decisions he's made, he always comes out and answers them and hits them head on before I even am. I mean, able to ask the
1: thing him. is, though. Uh, I guess I'm responding to our own. Our yeah, own yeah. The thing is, what, <laughs> what do you want? What I want to say? I mean, he can privately express, "Hey, look, I want a nine or something like that. We need to add more players." But at this point, does that help anything? The transfer window isn't open anymore. It it doesn't help. But, I mean, I have heard that criticism before. um, of The media doesn't ask tough questions. I think the media does ask, but I think also from a perspective of a journalist, I have to understand what this process is. They are not out of the playoff race yet. Making the playoffs this year would be... An accomplishment, the first year under a first. Let's break it down into context here for a second. First year under a first year, a first year under a first year head coach with many players playing their first professional MLS seasons and make playoffs. What do, you, what do you think about that? Dustin? That's great. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I, I think I understand. That...
1: I understand what they're saying though. I completely do. Yeah. People want answers. But again, well, it's very difficult. What do you want Lucci, to say? We need to add someone on transfer window. Okay, cool. Trans, that's an insult to all the players on the roster. Do you want to right. really disrupt that balance of that team? No, you don't want to do that going into that. He has to do with what he's dealt with, and you have to live with it. It's, it if you want, the question should more be asked of technical directors of the ownership. Yo, What's the ambitions for this team?
0: Yeah, what exactly I don't know anybody it? who can who's asked them them questions, and that's
1: on me. <laughs> that's on me. That's on you. That's on you. Know, some people, and I think John did a really good article talking about the marketing side of things, and you can read into uh, John Arnold. You can read stuff on Dallas Morning News, and you can read into that and uh, and take your opinion. But yeah, he's asking, and and I think at that point you're right.
0: You, are you starting to see more? Difficult questions being asked as the season has gone by, such as that John Arnold article?
1: No, Dustin, but it's difficult because while us as media, we have a job to ask questions, this or that. At the same time, it's not going to, it's just the answer is not always like blatantly obvious, right? You can't just, like I said, you can't upset, you know, like you can't upset your players. Like, oh, we need a number nine. What are our number nines? Oh, we're not good enough. Wow. They get a little disgruntled. Or to get a little motivated. But do you want to take that risk and then have that potential dip? I, I wouldn't do it. I want to unsettle team right in the midst of a playoff race. I think that's I think it's a yeah. little bizarre. And also I mean I don't, ex-
0: I don't expect I don't expect to do that at all because he's like the number one thing about him is family, right? Yep. They're they No way. Exactly. Brothers.
1: Exactly. He'll add someone to supplement them, or you know, to to let go someone who just didn't fit. These are how things. This is how Lucci works. I don't think I, I, you know, as a media member, yeah, sure, maybe I should ask more harder questions. At the same time, is there a demand for that? I, I'm asking. I don't. I would love to, and I have asked these questions. I have done this, but does it reflect in uh, the? But I the, the demand and. The thing is, like, I have asked, what do you want? What do you need the offense to do better? I have gotten the answers. The answers are online. Do people click it? I don't know. Their answer is online. I'm, I have an article. It's titled FC Dallas is looking for offensive spark after two consecutive shutouts. It's full of data. Do people click it? I don't know. I did, Armand. I know. You referenced it. I know. And, you know... <laughs> It's, uh, and that's not that's not that's not a criticism. I think it's a reality situation. I'm not here to ask you to click my stuff. I don't care, click it or not. You could you could say it's terrible. I don't care. You could tell me it's terrible. You can DM me it's terrible. My DMs are open, but I can have a conversation with you. You can disagree with me. I don't care. That but it's the, it's the honest truth. The, the answers are there. I don't what you. The answers are there. Me and John Arnold do ask. Difficult questions. Could they be harder? Yes. Are we saving up maybe potential for the autism when the time is right? Yes. Do I understand what Esther Dallas wants to do with his current roster? Yes. Do I understand our philosophy? Yes. Do I understand certain things may or may not change? Yes. But you also have to realize the media presence in Dallas is nothing.
0: Yeah. And like just like you said, what do you gain from ruffling feathers and and – in asking those the questions that they're not going to be able to answer truthfully, a truthfully or b um, directly mm-hmm. to those questions anyway. So why? What purpose does it serve? I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't ask them, but like like you said, when the time is right.
1: When the time is right, exactly. And but I understand why nothing can be that. done right now. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so why, like at this point, you just be asking questions to get a reaction.
1: Yes, exactly. To get
0: clicks, and that's, to do that. That's not helpful for anybody. And that's
1: not my job. My my, my job isn't to go there and say, ha, I got you. Got you, Lucci. My job is to get answers, <laughs> to talk, to get answers, to talk about things. Yes, it's, it's difficult, but my job isn't to get clickbait. It's not. It's not. And... You know, when if you you week in and week out, there's maybe two or three media members out there. It's true. But that's all I can say. That's all I can say. And that's a little that's a little bit into the mind of a media member sponsored by a uh, Dallas soccer show.
0: Sponsored? Sponsored? I not say anything about that. We, oh, cool. we don't make money on the show. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> can't afford to sponsor something. <laughs>
1: Is that, no, no. Uh, maybe I can sponsor myself. Hey.
0: All right. Well, this uh, this outro is sponsored by Armand Kafai and in his in his articles. So I think we're gonna have to uh, shut her down for the night uh, before anyone's blood pressure gets raised. So we can be found online at DallasSoccerShow.com. We're on Twitter mostly. If you want to interact with us at at Dallas Soccer Show, Armand is at Armand Kafai. If you like this show, please press subscribe in your podcast app. Look for us coming up this weekend with the lineup prediction show for the Houston match. And you can find that on our YouTube channel or in your podcast app. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to listen to us go on and on about FC Dallas and have a good one.